All right, welcome everyone to episode number 40 of the Friday Froster. And today we have special guest stars with us. <laughs> Just one, it looks like Kelly. Where's your pink cardigan set, Kelly? I had to do a presentation this morning and I just couldn't pull it together. So we have Elizabeth Holmes with us today, fresh off of her. (laughs) Without her baby today, though. All right. So let me just say a couple things, you guys. We we had we had about 20 plus folks waiting for us for the show to start. Restream is giving me fits today, so I had to switch to StreamYard right in the middle. This is what happens when you're a professional producer. You can just switch on the fly. Um, so uh, I'm going to stall just a little bit to give some people a chance to come over. Uh, if you have people that were waiting for the show, tell them to go to my profile because that old link is not going to work. I checked and Restream was apparently down. There were about 40 people that p- reported it being down and in the meantime charlene is here and she says finally got in via the app the browser was acting up on me that's what happened to me too charlene i was trying to get in on my phone as well and it wouldn't let me in on the phone or on the browser so well here's what i think i think elizabeth holmes sent her hit posse after us to get us because she knew that we were going to talk about her today Corey, my man greetings from barbados Corey, i think you sent me a message uh yesterday on linkedin I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, And now it's back on the browser now, Charlene. So, okay, so now it's working. Of course it's working now that I don't need it. And uh, we got Stephanie from Seattle. Hey, Stephanie, good to see you. Pozo says, happy Friday, freezing, walking through the streets of NYC. You see Joe in blood, bad blood character. That's right. Charlene says, what, no restream? Charlene, restream is down for some people. It would not let me in. It let Joe and Kelly in, but would not let me in. It just kept saying, no, you cannot get in. That's why we always need to have backups. You are right, Charlene. Stay ready. I am always ready. I'm like a Boy Scout up in here. But you know what? Again, I'm stalling a little bit, giving people some time to come in. And here's what I'm going to say. I have a meme for you. I believe there's a simple way to cure COVID. Elizabeth Holmes. Theranos. Can you imagine it? They might have gotten profitable if they had been around during COVID. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have still been doing naughty things, but like, she's probably just like, darn it. Why couldn't we have been around during COVID? Because the government would have probably just thrown money at her. Oh, right. They would have thrown all types of money at her. You're right. Well, I thought we had, we have Thomas now. So he was on the other event. But I don't see a couple other people. I've tried to redirect them. Hopefully they're coming. And we've got Clarence, too. You know what, though? I think we're doing just fine. I'm looking and I see that we have about 20 folks over here watching live. So for you guys who were able to switch over, I do apologize for that other broadcast. It wasn't me. It was Restream. Just let me down. First time they've ever let me down. I'm so heartbroken and disappointed. Um, Now, Thomas says, you know what happened? If you'd had lunch with me today, then you wouldn't have the issues that you're having. So Thomas Thomas and I were supposed to have lunch today, but I, I kind of overbooked myself. This is the third show that I'm on today. Your first one, I know, was really good because I got to go to that one. Which one was that one? Did you- uh, your Audit Bites show. I was on that one. Oh, I appreciate that. That was my second show today. Well, that was your second show. 
I was I was a guest on someone else's uh show today. And so greetings from Molly. Oh man, good to have you here. So look, guys, let's just set the stage for what who Elizabeth Holmes is. So Elizabeth Holmes, she created this company where she told people that she would be able to draw blood from a single little speck of blood and run multiple, multiple tests. She got a lot of people to buy into her company and her concept. She had hundreds of millions of dollars worth of investment that was put in by investors. She also had people invest time, effort, and energy in cultivating her as a CEO for the company. There was only one problem. The product that they created did not work. Not only did the product not work, when they found out it didn't work, they uh, still drew blood from people and sent their blood work to regular blood testing laboratories. Um, it's also alleged that they actually faked test results at some trade shows that they were in. Uh, and at one point, her company was worth $58 billion, with a B, my friends, billion dollars, all for a product that never worked. Um, Apparently, the culture was pretty bad there. There are people who blew the whistle on the company and said that she was a tyrant and that she was mean and nasty to them. And all kinds of stuff came out. Now, when she got in trouble and the company went under, well, they took her to court. We've covered this story a few times, but I'm catching up for everybody else. When they took her to court, she did what? She took accountability for her actions and said, I'm sorry, you guys. I was wrong and I apologize. Please forgive me. No, she didn't do that. She did what any narcissist would do. She blamed her boyfriend. Um, she said that her boyfriend was the catalyst behind the company and that he was a horrible person and that he controlled her and made her do all the things that she did to deceive investors. Because when in doubt, blame a man. Uh, don't even respond. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a comedy routine today because this whole thing was co comedic because COVID started and she said, I can't go to trial, you guys, because of COVID. And, and then they said, no, you're going to trial. So then she got pregnant and she said, I can't go to trial because I'm pregnant. And so they delayed her trial. And Kelly introduced us to this new term called pleading the belly. I had no idea that that was a thing. And well, so who who wants to bet? And I don't bet you guys know this. <laughs> Is she going to get prego? Before sentencing? Oh, again? Sentencing is not until September, for those of you who don't know. So there's been a couple of good points brought up about the delay in sentencing in that Bilwani might will be going to court in between there. So will that affect sentencing? I thought that was a great part, point. I think Hal brought that up. Um, and yeah, so much can happen. It's January. She could get, she could almost have another baby by then. Oh, she could. Yeah, it might come early. But um, the other thing is, one the attorney pundit, legal pundit, said she might change her legal team for the um, sentencing and pre-sentencing report, which maybe interesting. Wait, so what would be the benefit in changing her legal team? Could she prolong the trial if she did that? Well, no, but it's it it's a it's a different way like a different look at it. So maybe she'll try to soften up and I, who knows, but one legal pundit said that, um, she may like people are known to change their legal team for sentencing. Wow. 
Oh. So there will still be a story to follow over the next. Oh, yeah. I might drive down for it. I literally might drive down for it. Why not? We have nothing else to do. Except a broad trip. Now, Hal said I was doing so well up until the man thing. (laughs) And then Hal said nine months to the sentencing hearing. And uh, it looks like uh, April. April P. April got a kick out of my little monologue of course these are all jokes people these are all jokes except for the trial um all right so yeah she was found uh guilty on many of the charges oh yeah on four of the 11 yeah four of the 11 she was found guilty on so what i'm going to do for a little while is be quiet and let kelly and joe just kind of go at it because, yeah. Well, I think it's important for everybody to know that the four that she was found guilty on are the investor counts of fraud, of defrauding investors. So um, the ones she didn't get found guilty on were the patients, which is disappointing, I think, to a lot of us. Um, So, you know, I, I think while we're glad that you know, she was found guilty and she will get 20 years for each of her counts. It's what she could get up to, but she can serve them concurrently. So I think that was one part too. I just wanted to clarify because I've actually gotten that question uh, from people. So it would be a max 20 years for all four counts. I've got a meme for that. I've got a meme for that. Oh, for patience. Yeah. Yep. So if you don't know, patients were brought to the stand, but they were not allowed to bring in any emotions to the courtroom, which I guess that Kelly probably knows better than I do. This is a pretty common thing. They could stick to the facts on their misdiagnosis based on the theranos blood testing that they had done, but they could not talk about how that misdiagnosis made them feel uh, because I guess it, it brings in emotions to the courtroom. Kelly, do you have any other insights not maybe insights except it's like why have emotion when you have a woman who's like you know stone cold (laughs) Uh, i mean you know she couldn't get an emotion if she tried like a real emotion um yeah how guess what the charge is wire fraud so um scott galloway on pivot which you guys know i love even though he's crazy and he should have been canceled a bazillion times um and and I'm going to say this, and this is, I'm repeating what he said. Great that they got the four charges against the rich old white dudes getting their money stolen, but not great that they got dismissed or not guilty for the people who were actually really harmed. And I was like, could you say it any better? It's like, let's just keep protecting, no offense, the patriarchy. But I, I mean, that's yeah. who the four charges were. I mean, we go back to, we go right back to this again. Defrauding investors, yeah. And I do, you know, I was reading a lot of what the, how the, I guess how the prosecution really, what their rebuttal was to the defense on, even to trying to get the investor charges thrown out because they said basically the investors didn't do enough due diligence, which the three of us have talked about a lot, Right. Due diligence, due diligence, we got to do this. Why were there no audited financial statements? We can kind of go down at Francine McKenna's tangent. And I'm going to really want you guys to follow her and subscribe to her um, subscription called The Dig. So I'll put those in the comments. But um, they said, 
This is what the prosecutor said. Even with the investors, the level of due diligence doesn't matter. A scheme to defraud is still a scheme to defraud, even if it would only ensnare someone who is less careful than they should be. So, I, I mean, I guess I, you know, obviously I'm for the prosecution on this case completely. Yes, should they have done more due diligence? Yes, should the auditors have been there to protect investors? Yes, like there is a lot of fingers that can be pointed in this one. But to, in me, at least somebody won. I'm sad the patients didn't, totally sad, uh, but at least somebody won against Elizabeth. Oh, that's interesting. Now, now, Gabe asked a really good question. Do you think if she showed her emotions, it would have short-circuited her internal wiring? <laughs> so I know Joe watched it. I don't know if you watched it, Robert. Um, the American Greed. Yes, I watched it. At age nine, she said that um, she wanted to be a billionaire. Yes. So whether it was healthcare or, you know, an EV or whatever, she said at age nine, and you know, I have a friend who has a son who has said that. And I just, when, it, when she told me that a long time ago, many, many years ago, I was like, that's so sad. Like, and, and another fun fact, she's, so the next time you guys are baking during COVID and you're using yeast, her family came from Fleischmann's yeast. They, oh. you know, silk the clods in three generations. And her dad worked at Enron. <laughs> um, wow. And her mom was a, her mom is, I think, a congressional aide. So talk about two dysfunctional places, Enron and, you know, politics. That's what she grew up with. Well, here's the thing. She manifested becoming a billionaire. She thought it. And so it became true. And now Hal brings up a good point. Until she is sentenced and goes to jail, there will be no justice. Right now, she's living in a $135 million mansion. I don't know. Okay, maybe this is off. Like, how could anyone be attracted to her? Yeah. I think she's a different person than, I don't know. I just, this is my, just watching some of her during the court and stuff. Like, I think she's got like a split personality. I think she's bipolar. She's got two different personalities. I don't know. That's just my. Uh... Well, Joe, you're being nice. This, this woman is like Sybil. She has several personalities. <laughs> too. Yeah. There, there's a few of them that come out of the woodworks, but, but here's the thing. Now this is just my speculation and I could be wrong. But I think there's some sort of uh, different kind of money grab at play. Because, okay, so let's just think about this. She had the one boyfriend that she turned on when times got tough for her. And she blamed him for everything, even though we saw text messages that showed that she really was probably the ringleader in a lot of this stuff. Now, as soon as she dumped the old boyfriend when things got rough and turned on him in a court of law, you mean to tell me she was able to get another boyfriend who has a home that is worth $135 million? Absolutely not. No man would pass that red flag up. You've turned on a man and you're about to send him to prison. And I'm going to sit here and say, come on and move in with me. That's not my baby. And you're my baby. Yes, yes. When you see signs of crazy and you still move forward, there's something more to it. I don't even think it. Again, just speculation, my opinion. I don't even think it's that man's baby. I think it's um, there's something else going on where 
she has some money. Her family is obviously fairly wealthy and there's something else going on. Because if you ask me, Robert, hey, there's a woman who just turned on her boyfriend and is about to send him to jail and she's interested in you. I'm saying, nope. <laughs> like, what? are you kidding me? However, there are those people that will just grab onto coattails wherever they can. And I mean, why? Maybe he wants to be famous. Maybe he wants to write a book in five years. Who knows? Yeah, but here's the thing. If he has a home that's worth $135 million, imagine how much money he has in the bank. He can buy fame. That's separate from all her drama. That's fame. He's got family issues, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is... um. She just did this while we were like waiting to get going. Joe is doing the crazy eyes. Do the crazy eyes, Joe. <laughs> Wait, I have to not blink. I have to like consciously think about how I could lower my voice and not blink ever. There we go. That's it. That I I was wearing my mask because um Robert, I tried to find the bluest mask that I had, and Robert has the picture of her. She only wore a blue or green mask. Um, and Kelly was supposed to wear her pink cardigan so she could be Noelle, the mom, but <laughs> but amazingly, I have lots of Elizabeth Holmes court looks in my closet. So you gotta this is not far from reality here. Um, I'm you I don't know who that is, but I It's Dana. Dana. I I cannot lower my voice any more than this. I don't. <laughs> I'm really bad at this, guys. But I did my best with the outfit. My hair is that Someone said, I think it was the CNBC reporter said that she was the perfect combination of masculinity and femininity. See? You know, I got to say. The masculine, the turtleneck, the Steve Jobs. But then, you know, now in court, now she curls her hair here yeah the big blue eyes they talk about her big blue eyes although her eyes look more brown i was trying to make my eyes look darker in the, in my picture but and yeah. hal, hal says she knows how to tell anyone anything they want to hear so that she can get what she wants yes i, Which, I agree with that oh i have to interrupt for this part because i just heard this with tyler schultz on bad blood the final episode and this is way too close to me um George Schultz's first wife passed from pancreatic cancer. Mm. And Elizabeth Holmes went to George Schultz and said, I'm working with Johns Hopkins to find pancreatic cancer sooner. Now, is she a breast cancer? And he, Tyler is like, did she target my grandfather by saying, yeah. like, if his grandmother had died of breast cancer, would she, like... No one will ever know. But if she truly targeted him for that, and I think she did, that is one sick. I won't even go there. Like, yeah, you don't play on people. She she absolutely did. So in in in, in the, military, ahead, the military uh, with George Mattis, I mean, same thing, right, Kelly? Like she she didn't she made that all up about yeah. deploying her machine in the medevac helicopters. Why? Because she was trying to get these retired military generals uh, happy on her board. So Kelly, 100%, she was playing to anybody's emotions that would listen. There she you go. Told, she told it one- She did her due diligence. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. One investor family, well, the Waltons are doing 100 
million. You can't just do 50, right? Because that you got some FOMO, fear of missing out, fear of not putting enough in. Like she played with everyone. So if she had not gotten caught, this is what we'd be facing right now. She would have the cure for COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, wink, wink. So let me let me tell you. So in one of the episodes of the of uh, Audit Bites, my other podcast, I said auditors should study psychology. Here's why I said that, because when you look at this woman, you doggone right. She is OK. I am not a trained cl- clinician, but what I can tell you is she exhibits signs of someone with mental illness. Joe, you just said when she wanted to woo investors that were military men. She told them that her device was going to be deployed on military. No, it was already deployed on military helicopters and they were actively using it. Kelly, yes, she targeted, uh, what's his name, because of the pancreatic cancer. She's a horrible individual. And when you took it a step further, she tried to manipulate the court system by getting pregnant to delay her trial. And when you guys just said she could easily get pregnant again, I had never even thought about that. But. It's probably going to happen. Think about it. She left the old boyfriend so that she could turn on him, got a new boyfriend really quickly. Now, let's think about this. The new boyfriend is not just some some random average Joe. Again, his house is worth one hundred and thirty five million dollars. So while she's waiting for trial, she's in a one hundred and thirty five million dollar home. She got her trial delayed by becoming pregnant. She targeted someone because of pancreatic cancer. She targeted someone else because they were in the military. You're dealing with someone who has some severe mental illnesses. By the way, when you actually look at her, people who say she's a perfect combination of masculine and feminine and all that good stuff, she is a what? Sociopath. Thank you. Kelly, do you, I mean, this is just, I was thinking back on the original defense of like mental insanity. And I know that that can be kind of, harder I think to prove so obviously they didn't go that route but I mean I just I there's so many things I I wonder if she should have gone that route like I I don't know I just not obviously wanting her to get off you know free but geez they didn't put her psychiatrist or mental health worker on the stand because the feds had done an analysis but her pre-sentencing report if you guys have seen them they're very thorough they are going to go to every nook and cranny i mean she's i'm going to say she's not right what nine-year-old says you want to be a billionaire that just means your whole world is about money and but here's the other thing this is how you know that she trying to keep it pc that she's a little off quite frankly if she had done an insanity defense, she could have gotten off. I'm sorry. The things that we just said lets you know just how crazy someone is. But when people are really crazy, they're in such a state of denial that they don't want anyone to know that she literally went to trial. Oh, remember. Oh, here's the other thing she said. Remember, she said that she was sexually assaulted at Stanford University and that that is why at now 40, uh, 37 years old, she was doing the things that she had done. This woman is mentally damaged and probably could have gotten off with an insanity defense. But because she's so crazy and doesn't want people to think that she's crazy, she couldn't plead insanity. Now, Gabe asked a really good question. Who's worse, Elizabeth Holmes or Jeffrey Epstein? Now, I'll go in and weigh in on that one. To me, Epstein's got it. Yeah, I think that that's a, well, we hope apples to oranges comparison. But yeah, I agree. I, I think she wouldn't have done the insanity because she's going to come 
She's going to come back. That I, I was, can't come back from an insanity defense. I was going to say that too, because there's been reports she's already been uh, creating her next big company. With Adam Newman. Couple yeah, years. That's a joke, but it's not with Adam Newman, but it could be. Um, um, speaking of American Greed, Kelly, there is the Adam Newman rework American Greed coming out too. So if you guys missed the beginning of this, there was a great American Greed on about episode about Elizabeth Holmes that Kelly and Robert and I just watched. Um, and the Martin Shkreli one was right after it, Kelly. And we oh, I didn't that. watch that. Is it a good one too? He was he's in Kelly Nice Broad and Pop Culture program. So anyway, if you don't know Martin Shkreli, that's a great story to look up the pharma bro. And then oh, yeah. our fourth is Hulu's documentary coming out. Yeah, about yeah. Elizabeth. Yep. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried is playing Elizabeth Holmes in the Hulu documentary um, called The Dropout. So that was based on the ABC podcast series. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be awesome. So look, guys, Joe with an E says he agrees with Hal Epstein is worse. Hal brings up a really good point. Billy Evans is her husband, not her boyfriend. So she got that guy to marry her at, right after she kicked the other boyfriend to the curb and went before court and said, this man is should go to jail for things that the text messages show that they both did. And now my man, Garen is in the house. Hey, Garen, what's happening? Benita says, sociopath, not psychopath. I need to Google, Google uh, Benita. We need to Google too. We may have been saying the wrong one. Who knows? Um, I think it's sociopath, isn't it, Kelly? Because that's what they call Billy McFarland too. Uh, the fire festival, fire fraud guy. Yeah, I think it's sociopath too, but Hal says she is crazy but smart. And Pozo brings up a good point. Young women who look like her can easily persuade men to do anything under normal circumstances. Imagine with money, power, and connections. But here's the thing, uh, uh, Pozo, here's what I will say. Men don't care about money, power, and connections when it comes to the woman that they're dating. She was pretty, and that's it. But we do care about crazy. So if you're pretty and crazy, that cancels out. So that's why I say. I, I, never, love, I love how this show becomes a dating show. I'm just saying. Oh, that's why I say that there's something more to this. Like there's, there's, there's something more to it that we don't know and will probably never, ever know. And Thomas says he gives a lot of credit to the jury. It sounds like they really went through the details, both the prosecution and the defense. Now, here's the thing, though. The defense only presented three witnesses, right? Elizabeth Holmes herself and two other people. Whereas uh, the prosecution presented, I think, 12, if I'm not mistaken. Well, and one of the things about Billy uh, or her husband, uh, I'm pretty sure there will be a ironclad prenup, postnup. There will not be married. They will be filing married, filing separate for their taxes. Because there is no way they're getting anything commingled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should That's I get Hulu? Yeah, for sure. Yes, you should get Hulu, Bonita. Just for the Elizabeth Holmes uh, movie. There's lots of good things on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. Uh, can we switch to auditors just for a second? Before Let's do it. I know, I know we started a little late, but um, if you guys don't follow Francine McKenna, I'm going to actually drop her LinkedIn in the chat. Uh, or in the comments, but she writes for, uh, she writes this news, uh, newsletter called The Dig. And what she really does is follow what auditors, mostly external auditors, but pretty much, I'd say 90% or more external auditors, what they are doing, the trouble that they're getting in. She writes about it. 
And she wrote an entire write-up about Theranos' auditors. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, EY, KPMG, and PwC all at one point over about the 15-year existence of Theranos worked at Theranos. And um, so there's some some really good stuff um, about why the auditors didn't raise concerns, which I think goes right along with what Rob and I continue to talk about on all of our shows and training about where are the auditors? What what were they doing? Uh, Sounds like based on Francine's investigation, even back to 2018, they were doing more actual accounting work at Theranos than they were ever doing auditing. So just goes back to conflict of interest and independence and all of those topics we love to talk about. And if you remember, we had that exact same issue with Kelly's favorite criminal, Rita Cronwell. Remember, the external auditors were also doing the books as well. Segregation of duties lacking just horribly. But yeah, so <laughs> Thomas says, How I Met Your Mother. I actually remember this episode too. A girl is allowed to be crazy as long as she is equally hot. Barney. And he did an entire presentation on it. So yeah, I, good good point, Thomas. Good point. But let's see, that begs, never mind. I, I won't go there. But do you want a kid with a crazy person? I think there you go. Thank or, you. I, I mean, you might you might be able to, you know. Um, Jane, one of my my favorite new people. We bonded over the last week. I think Jane talks about dope stick on um, Hulu. Benita, that is just another reason to get. Yes, for sure. Dope stick, watching, following Purdue Pharma. I teach about them in my ethics. I do an opioid crisis case study in my ethics presentations amazing one to watch too so we could do a whole friday fraudster on uh far, big pharma and ethics too joe i thought you already knew jane jane is fantastic i well, i do well i know jane better now we've communicated a little bit over the years but uh we're getting ready next week if anybody's watching jane's chapter the inland empire chapter is doing an all-day cpe event eight hours Pretty darn reasonably priced. I just happened to be the first speaker of the day virtually, but anybody could come uh, and listen. I mean, they've got six amazing sessions lined up. So I'm going to put, um, I'll put a link in the chat. Yeah, I was about to say, hey, Jane, if you can drop a link, yes. Joe's going to drop the link. Yes. You know what? That That's a good, this is a good time to bring up something else for you other IIA chapters. If you want to sponsor or advertise on this show, give us a call because now, with things being done virtually, you can advertise on this show and bring in more clientele for your chapter. So give me a call if you want to advertise or sponsor a show. Hmm. Jane, it is not a problem. You are an awesome individual. So anytime, we are happy to do it. Although yeah. next time you're going to pay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm actually not kidding. Link chat. Going to be a great day. Next Thursday. Now, Joe, somebody wants to know when is the next CPE book club? I can't. Okay, see. that is a great question. I am picking a date in February. I'm going to get it on my website um, either over the weekend or first thing Monday. I just have to nail down like two events for February before I pick a date, and then I will have mm. it. I'm skipping. What? Oh, system error. It's going to be awesome. Have you guys heard of the book? I'll drop it in the chat too. Uh, the title of the CPE book club is going to be Technology Ethics is Broken. And 
as I told Robert in his Audit Bites show today earlier, um, it's going to be talking about why these technology companies have gotten so many fines over the years. Uh, and uh, we're going to I don't we're going to dive into some ethics and ethics and tech. Dana, if you're on, you would love this book club and you'd love the book. So um, I'll drop it in the chat. And then next Friday, I will have a link to register for the book club. I promise. Nice. See, this is awesome. Now, while we're here, let me remind you guys that that audit guy is coming out with an app very soon. Go to my website, sign up for the mailing list, thataudityguy.com backslash the audit app. You can enter your name and email address, and I will let you know when it's out. Here's what I want to do. Check this out, you guys. Let's take a look at the Elizabeth Holmes, the charges that she had. And let's talk about them for a minute. So count one was conspiracy to commit wire fraud against investors in Theranos between 2010 and 2015. She was found guilty on that one. So she defrauded the investors. She defrauded the investors. Count two was conspiracy to commit wire fraud against patients who paid Theranos for its services between 2013 and 2016. She was found not guilty, even though there were some patients that they were told had HIV and they didn't. Some that she told they told were pregnant and they weren't. But she was found innocent of that one. Count three. Wire fraud against Theranos investors involving a wire transfer of nine uh, of, of $99,990 from Alan J. Eisman on December 30, 2013. Deadlock, no verdict. Count four, wire fraud against Theranos investors involving a wire transfer of $5,349,000 from Black Diamond Ventures on or about December 31, 2013. Deadlock, no verdict. Count five, wire fraud against Theranos investors involving a wire transfer of $4,875,000 from Hall Phoenix Inwood LTD on or about December 31st, 2013. Deadlock, no verdict. But wait, wire fraud against Theranos investors involving a wire transfer of $38,336,632 from PFM Healthcare Master Fund on or about February 6, 2014. Guilty. Now, the, the, the higher we got in the dollar amount, we get to get, okay. Count seven. Uh, wire fraud against Theranos investors involving a wire transfer of $99,998.984 from Lakeshore Capital Management LP on or about October 31st, 2014. Guilty. Count eight. Wire, tran- wire fraud against Theranos investors involving a wire transfer of $5 million, $5 million roughly, from the Mosley family holdings, guilty. Count nine, prosecutors dropped this specific count in November. Count 10, wire fraud related to a patient's blood test results on or about May 11, 2015, not guilty. I think this is the young lady who they told her she had HIV and she didn't. Uh, count 11 wire fraud related to another patient's blood test results. This one may have been the one who they said she was pregnant and she wasn't. I can't remember. Not guilty. Uh, count 12 wire fraud involving a wire transfer. $1.1 million used to purchase advertisements, but there are no wellness centers. Uh, not guilty. And she, 
it wasn't that somebody was pregnant and they weren't, it was that they were about to miscarry and they weren't. And ah. you know, the woman had had previous miscarriages before. And so she almost, or she could bring this up in court, but it has been said that she almost terminated, pre-terminated the pregnancy just to not miscarry, which would have been a horrible thing because her daughter is six now, her healthy daughter. So just really sad patient stories. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So, episode number 40, Friday Froster, Elizabeth Holmes. She was guilty, four of 12 counts. Most of the counts that she was guilty of, or the, the counts that she was guilty of, involved defrauding investors. Um, none of the allegations involving patients was she deemed to be guilty of in a court of law. Um, I think that that actually says a lot to the state of healthcare and what healthcare actually cares about. And I do get to a certain extent, this was a criminal trial and not a civil trial. Cause I imagine if those same patients were to sue her civilly, they would probably win, but the fact that her company is now worth zero means that she probably doesn't have any money. Um, but I think this speaks volumes on what you really care about when you have a system where someone could create a product that did not work, sold a false bill of goods to investors and to patients. Investors are being made whole, but patients aren't being made whole. Like Scott Galloway says, let's protect the patriarchy. I mean, I, out of all the victims, I take a little bit of joy in the attorney who like, he only invested $6 billion, but for him, that was probably, it, it's not like the DeVos or the Waltons. Um, that Mosley? Yeah. 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 And I, just like, I mean, you read about his sort of connecting people and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. He was the culprit. I mean, he brought a lot of this in. Oh, yeah. Listen to, what is it, Bad Blood, yeah. I think episode 10 on the investors. And you can hear all about Charles, I think it was Charles Mosley. I think that was his first name. Yeah. Yeah. It in the action. Yeah. yeah, the FOMO. It was the just the FOMO. And like, okay, I'm not wealthy like that. But like, okay, is that how wealthy people do it? Like, and you're a master of the universe. And it's like, well, if my client's doing it, I'm going to, the conflict of interest for him to invest personally when he's having his clients investing. I mean, I guess it's just a different world and I'm not used to that. I don't think I want my broker to be invest. Like it's, I mean, a Ponzi, like, I mean, come on. It's like, I don't want my broker doing that. And some people will say, well, then they have skin in the game. And I'm like, I want, I want my attorney who is a conciliar to be doing the real work. And I'm going to guess the guy doesn't even know how to open this computer. I'm taking a big stretch here. Doesn't know how to open this computer. Isn't it? I mean, similar to the judge who couldn't hear the Amazon case because, or whatever it was, because his wife had stock in Amazon and he had to step down from that or whatever. You know, I mean, obviously we or we uh, identify conflict of interest in other scenarios like that when it comes to investing. So an interesting point. Yeah. Well, and I think as always, Hal brings up the obvious and very good point. 
So nothing to charge her with actual fraud among any of the charges. It was all wire fraud. Um, I think that was just the nature of the the money transaction, right? I mean, it, right. it, this is what you know. Another thing is like, I'm so tired of people thinking that government employees like aren't as smart as private sector. When you listen on um, uh, uh, Bad Blood, the podcast, you hear the army guy say, yeah. like, this just didn't make sense. Yet they were dismissive of him. They like tried to pull rank on him. And then when you think about it, it's like, okay, you're on an army medevac. They need to know down to the ounces. And like, I, I just, I hate it when people dismiss government employees and say, oh, well, they just, you know, aren't going to be in, they're not going to be as smart. And they tried to pull that on him and he, he stood his ground. So the next time, you know, someone says, hey, government employees are just, you couldn't use that example because that guy tried to stop it. Yeah. Now, Pozo. Pozo asked some really good questions. Should board members and investors start taking psychology classes? I say yes, and I say internal auditors should too. Again, episode number, I think it was 10 of Audit Bites. Auditors should study, study psychology. But then she says, would she have been found guilty if she were a man? So the, the Stanford professor, who's a woman who said she was just, you know, Elizabeth was full of crap. She's like, this is what you said in American Greek. She's a liar and she is not a champion of women. And she absolutely is not. Like, if you think that she would pull you up, you know what? She'd stamp on your head. Mm -hmm. That's what, yeah, because she said that in regards to Erica Chung, who was the whistleblower, right? Who she basically did stomp on. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. So episode 40, Elizabeth Holmes. She's been found guilty on four of, uh, what was it, 12 uh, charges against her. So she was guilty of defrauding investors. She also did some terrible things to the lives of people, but those people won't be made whole in this process, maybe in a civil trial. But who knows, because she doesn't have any money now. Um, we have just witnessed the unraveling of someone who is mentally deranged based on everything that we've seen. And yet everyone ignored it because she was supposed to be the next darling of Wall Street, the next jobs. So at some point, when will we stop making money the primary focus of everything and start looking at morals, ethics, and values? That is the question I have. I, I would love the answer to that question. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mary. Oh. Kelly. Oh. I love it. We have a new Kelly fan on. Yes. Oh. Now, but he just saying if marketers study psychology, then yes, internal auditors should study it. I mean, everyone should actually, because your life starts to make a whole lot more sense when you start figuring out who's doing what and why. And uh, Alexandria says exactly. And I'm, I'm guessing that's the part that everybody should study psychology, because when you start looking at the crazy things that happen, this whole trial with Elizabeth Holmes, when we looked at it, I was just like, wait a minute, how is no one not seeing this? Like this, this, how is no one seeing this? Same thing with Epstein and all these other ones. She's like, wait, what? They did what? For how long? Um, so, all right. Uh, okay, I so I have to give a little plug for um, 
Well, of course, Great Women in Fraud is coming back on Tuesday. You guys know why. So, um, but I, and it's going to be with Christy Grant Hart of Spark Compliance. But the following week, I have Celia Iliskovich, who did Fruitcake Fraud. And oh my God, you guys, it is such an amazing, um, such an amazing conversation. She is young and her whole thing is um, the gray areas of story. And it is a fantastic episode, but she's dropping and I will probably put it in my um, LinkedIn next week about uh, her new podcast about the mafia. And she takes a totally different look at it. It's really fascinating. So um, yeah, Celia Aniskovic, she's, what did she say? She hates the word characters. They are all humans. And it's, yeah. That's a good line. I love that. I know. Isn't that awesome? She may also. He, he, he say he got something interesting. So Charlene says, yes, understanding psychology clears up a lot. Charlene actually is a web developer, but she has a degree. Is it in psychology or sociology? It's in one of those. So she'll clear it up in a minute. But uh, Joseph is here and he says, when are you coming to Lesolo? Lesotho? God, I always say this wrong. But Joseph, which one of us are you talking about? All three of us? That's in, uh, that's in Africa. I don't know if it's Southern Africa or uh, in the middle of the country, but I know it's in Africa. So which one of us, Joseph? Which one of us, man? Um, but yeah, Alexandria is saying everyone needs to know how and why motivation, compliance, all things. And Alexandria is a nurse. So if a nurse is saying that we need to understand psychology, then we probably need to understand psychology. And Bonita is ready for great women in fraud. I actually am just so ready because the fruitcake, man. Mm. Look, the fruitcake thing is just crazy. She she was so wonderful. That's why I love behavioral science because in behavioral econ, humans don't make rational decisions. And, you know, there's one thing to not make a rational decision and to buy more expensive toilet paper because you like whatever. But when you make an irrational decision that hurts someone else, it's so much different. And she totally agreed about fruitcake fraud. The, it's not the money. Like money's replaceable. It's all the other stuff. So it's a great episode. I mean, all my episodes are great, but it's a great episode. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and we did, didn't we do, we did fruitcake fraud or you guys did it without me maybe, but I can't remember. We but did, we did it. at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Discovery Plus, right? That documentary. Yeah. And you get yeah. six months free if you have Verizon. Yeah. So oh. watch that one too, you guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know. See, I, 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 <clears throat> yes. Discovery Plus, six months free with Verizon. <laughs> Put it on my calendar to cancel it at like five and a half months. I just, I just got my canceled by six months or over. So when the new, when a new documentary comes out, I'll have to re reinstate. <laughs> All right, so look, guys, we, we covered a lot today. Um, we had Elizabeth Holmes as a guest appearance on the show today. Uh, I'll post you know, my picture with her picture like I did for Halloween. I'll do it again. Oh, nice. We also know that the Inland Empire uh, chapter for the Institute of Internal Auditors has a great session coming up where Joe is kicking it off, and it's at a reasonable price. We dropped the link in the chat. Joe has the CPE book club that you need to attend. Kelly has the great women in fraud that you definitely need to attend. Uh, we'll listen to. You need to listen to this podcast and tell all your friends about it. The Audit Bites podcast. You need to go get you some merch for your favorite auditors and my website. 
So these are all the things that you need to do while we're having fun here. We actually have quite a few people on with us today. And what I want to say is thank you guys for joining us. Um, and we will have something great coming to you next week. If you want to see us cover a story, send us some emails. I think Thomas actually just sent a couple of emails while we've been on this show. Because, of course, I am multitasking, as always. Uh, and just remember, if you want a cure for COVID, call Elizabeth Holmes. Hilarious. Have a great weekend, you guys. All right. We will see everyone next week.